Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in this afternoon. The Edmonton Oilers are on the road. They will play the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow night. The Oilers are 16-7-3. How does that sound? The uh, Avalanche, well, here's, here's the comparable. The Avalanche are in the role of the Oilers when the Oilers went into San Jose a few days ago <laughs> because the Oilers had been uh, beaten up by the Sharks and they uh, went in looking to redeem themselves and they did it. And when Colorado was uh, here, uh, what, about 10 days ago, it was the Oilers absolutely rolling over a depleted Avalanche lineup. And uh, so the Avalanche will be looking for a little bit of payback there, though they still will have several key players out of the lineup. So Zadorov is back, and their uh, goaltending situation will be a lot better. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Mark Spector is here, courtesy the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta, and the 7,000 men and women who work in Alberta's horse racing industry. Hi, Speck. How are you? Oh, pretty good, Reed. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Not much. Boy, I feel like we've been talking more about off ice stuff than on ice stuff uh, the last couple of weeks. Yes, uh, it's I will, the world of sports, my friend. Yeah, I mean, we we got to touch on it. Uh, it. It's a big story. I said in the first half hour of the show, I, I I would expect that at some point. I don't know if it's I don't like I don't know if it's going to happen in the next ten minutes. I don't know if it's going to happen in forty eight hours. I, I would expect Bill Peters soon will no longer be the coach of the Calgary Flames. How are you reading this and the likely reaction to it from the league and the Flames? Well, we've seen some reaction, but yes. the ultimate decision, perhaps. Well, I guess I would. I would surmise that if it wasn't true, if this was absolute fiction, uh, Bill Peters would have been out probably already and said, whoa, hang on, this isn't true. And I think that people around him and around that team and, and you know, there would have been some backup right away saying, wait a second, that's not how this went down. So we haven't heard that. And in fact, uh, Frank Cervalli had a piece this morning uh, saying basically corroborating what Alou said happened through two teammates in Rockford. So, you know, I think we're probably real sure that this thing happened. And now that it's happened, and if if it's acknowledged that Bill Peters hasn't been wronged here, and this isn't just a guy with a uh, axe to grind or something, then I think you're right, Reed. It's probably an inevitable conclusion. It just becomes a matter of when the Flames, and I think more so the league. The league will be running this show at this point. The NHL, New York, will be calling the shots here. Not whether or not to fire the Peters, but if the Flames are going to do it, the league will the league will tell them when. Yeah, yeah. I and the league has uh, obviously been tr- tried to be have a lot of initiatives to be very inclusive, to be an international game. Yep. Uh, and look, we know that hockey has been primarily played by 
white people over the years, but that doesn't mean that every player has been. I mean, we know that certainly here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I and like I was saying in the first half hour, they want an environment where there are words you just don't use. You know you shouldn't use them. You know it's not funny, even if you're trying to be in your own mind somehow. Yep. You, you you just don't use them, and I think I think that's why you make a good point. Regardless of what the Calgary Flames might want to do, I think the league is going to step in and say, "Hold on." And, and this is not about because I know whenever something like this comes up, uh, sometimes some fans might say, "Well, why why are we going out of our way to accommodate people?" What what well, they're not? They're just saying you step into a dressing room, you're a hockey player. Doesn't matter what yeah. clothes you wear, what color your skin is, who you pray to or don't pray to, <laughs> yeah, what you right. eat. You're a hockey player, and this isn't this isn't about trash talk. This isn't. I, I can still say, Spec, you're a horrible passer. Why are you playing with a frying pan? Sure. I can still say that. You look, you know, I can yep. still say that. But but the line now but, is demarcated, at, right? You know, race or religion. You just we don't go there anymore. They did. There was a time when they did, but that time is now gone. Right. That's a good way to sum it right. up, and that's why I think ultimately, and you make a good point. Probably the league will say, "Okay, we got to make sure all the eyes and are dotted, T's are crossed." Yep. But then, probably that's going to be it for Bill, which is an interesting situation for the Flames, uh, from a hockey standpoint. Which uh, you know, no, you can't minimalize the whole no, thing that's going on in Calgary. It's been because a, a they've been talking about year. he's on the hot seat anyway. Well, it's been a wicked year, you know. I mean, everything that can go wrong, right? Um, you know, they sign Brad Trilliving signs James Neal, and he has the worst year of his career. And there just feels like there's no way he's going to play there. They don't have the centerman for him. It's just not happening. So he feels like he's got a trade, and he makes the Lucic trade, and James Neal completely bounced back. Productive, you know, he's very productive. And Lucic is the same Lucic. He hasn't scored a goal, and he's a little, you know, he's the guy we watch. Yep. So I don't have to need, need to tell you how he plays. So that hurts. They they let Mike Smith go, uh, who comes up here and's given the Oilers excellent goaltending. And they bring in Cam Talbot, who, at least to Peter's eye, I'm going to say, hasn't liked his play because he barely played him. They only have played him in back-to-backs against good teams. It's not even almost Cam Talbot's fault. He's been in impossible situations. So that hasn't been good. Their two-star players, Monaghan and Goodrow in particular, have played very poorly this year. Uh, I mean, it's just a lot of things going bad. The, the T.J. Brody collapses at practice, for Pete's sakes. I mean, where's that happen? Um, so everything's going sour down there. And then this story breaks, and it's the head coach of that team. It's just a tough year right now. Everything's bad in Calgary right now, and that's not good for a team that had 107 points last year, and I think we all picked them to be a competitive playoff team this year, and it's not looking that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and uh, you wonder how the players are going to react to some of this turmoil. It's, it's, a, it, it's interesting seeing the reaction out of uh, Toronto the last few days since Babcock was let go. I have an uncle who lives in Mississauga who is uh, as as big a Leafs fan as you can find. And by the way, everybody, he is in his 70s, so he has seen them win the Stanley Cup. So you can <laughs> you can cut off with those jokes right there. So he does know it's it's possible. Uh, but he's been sending me you know, these links to all the columns. Well, why Babcock had to go. Was it uh, Dermot that did the over-the-boards interview and just kind of said, yeah, no, it's time for change. Change was good. There wasn't a lot of that. Right. Uh, well, it's our fault, and uh, boy, we sure feel bad. Yeah, no, the players fired. aren't taking the rap here somehow. Yeah, I get it. Um, and, I mean, I think the, the bigger picture is, that, you know, there's a real change in culture in hockey. It used to be 
You know, Akeem Alou said this morning that that he didn't speak out 10 years ago because he just felt like he would be ostracized. You know, here's a guy that was the victim in junior of uh, that horrible hazing incident, and he came out of it after having stood up for himself, and I think I quite admired him at the time and to this day that he didn't take that BS about a bunch of rookies being locked naked in the bathroom of a moving Greyhound bus. I mean, are you kidding me? We still do that stuff? He stood up and wouldn't take it, and he walked away from that as a malcontent, right? His reputation was hurt because he was apparently a tough guy to get along with. To me, that was so ridiculous. So the point I'm making is hockey has been a closed shop for a long time. And guys didn't speak out against things like the Babcock deal with Marner, right, where he makes him make the list and then he gives the list to the teammates. Uh, everyone was afraid to speak out on those things. And, you know, along comes a guy like Mike Commodore who's retired and he's not afraid to speak out. He can promise you that. Uh, and Akeem Alou now is speaking out. And I think we will see... We will. There's a lot of skeletons in a lot of closets, and I don't know what they're all about, whether they're racist or bad coaching or, or bullying or whatever they are, but I think we're in a culture now, Reed, where people are less afraid to, to speak. And this won't be the last one. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see uh, the fallout. And, and again, the, the Flames are investigating. The NHL is investigating. They should investigate. I, I think there has to be we'll clarity. Not be a hurry before. Here. No, we'll not be in a hurry. You have to be. And, and I mean, the the flip side of this is anybody can say anything on social media too. Yes, so they can. I mean, that's why I think you always have to uh, get get the get the truth out of the situation. What what did you think about the Marner story? Because I I read that and I was like, I don't even know if. Like even a junior high volleyball coach would say, "Okay, rank your buddies from hardest working to least." That just seems like a really strange tactic for a coach of yep. Babcock's reputation to take. It does. I don't see where he would, like. He said it was. I was trying to go down a path with Marner where it was about work ethic, and I was trying to teach about work ethic, and it didn't work. And I apologize. But you're right. Who looks at that scenario and thinks it's that there's something good that's going to come out of that? I mean, that seems to me. I've never coached in my life, you know, but I've been around a lot of coaches. I don't get that. I don't know where it's at. I mean, clearly Mike Babcock's a good coach. You know, he knows what he's doing. Sure. Right? He's a professional, uh, one of the very highest-rated hockey coaches, all of those things. It doesn't stop you from making mistakes and maybe even being a bad guy sometimes. But to your question, don't ask me where he was going with that one, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you, what's when I think he will coach in the NHL again? When I think start of next season, I don't think he goes back behind the bench this year. Um, that's a good question. No, I think what the kind of coach he is, and with his situation, I don't think Mike Babcock is going to take the job. Let's say, I don't know. Let's say that that Billy Guerin fired Bruce Boudreaux is looking for a coach in Minnesota. That team's at the bottom of the ladder, the start of a rebuild. That's not a Mike Babcock situation for me. The the Mike Babcock team is the team, kind of like the one Dave Tippett took over, that has a, some stuff and has to figure out how to get it right and win. Uh, he's a team, you know, there, there's a coach that does the rebuild that barely ever survives Reed when the rebuild's ready to turn into something good. Then they bring in the next coach. That's usually how it goes, right? Uh, I think Babcock's that guy. So... You know, someone's going to fire a coach around here who's got a decent team, they'll hire Babcock. That's how I would see it. 
Uh, I, I'm just going to read one text on the text line because there are, are, are a few coming in with this sentiment. So rather than read all of them, I'll, I'll sure. kind of read this one. Uh, this person says, I'm not a Flames fan, but when does this stuff end? Uh, treat everyone equally, not give others an excuse. Most of us said stupid stuff that we no longer would. Ten years since Peter said this, how many years uh, do we let go by? I, I understand that. He, he said it in the past. We have all said or done, um, you know, stupid things, I'm sure, out of, out of ignorance or youth. Yeah. And again, how, how Mark Spector or Reed Wilkins or that texter or any texter would react to this, we could sit around and have beers and discuss our view on the world for days. But I'm, I'm trying to read in what the NHL is saying. What the hell the NHL is going to think? And again, they are saying that's that's a term, that's a word we have deemed 100% unacceptable in all circumstances, and we were saying that 10 years ago. We yeah. didn't. We didn't decide. He didn't say it in 1955. Yeah, I think there's some mitigating circumstances around around things like this. One, we all ever look. We all made mistakes. Did you make this mistake when you were a stupid kid when you're 18? You know. Well, the answer in this case is no. Bill Peters. He was the head coach of the right, in the Bill second Peters best now, league like in the 55 world. 55 years yeah. old, so he's 45 years old, so that doesn't make it. Uh, did we make the mistake at a time when it was okay to say certain things or do certain things? You know, like I you know, I, this is where I, you get a little, always nervous even talking about this read. There was a time in particularly in the United States in the 40s and 50s where that word got thrown around a lot and and I guess in the eyes of some people it was part of the pejorative it was part of what they said and if you made that mistake back then and it's coming out today I'm going to say well boy every guy in the street might have been making that mistake where you grew up well that's not the case here right we were we're not there this was 10 years ago it wasn't okay then so a lot of the 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 boxes that you have to check off on this thing you 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 were checking them off and not you know even the even the lgbtq movement it uh you know it and correct me if i'm wrong it it certainly publicly didn't exist at the level today you know 15 years ago oh sure wasn't even there in most of our minds but it sure is today and we got to learn and change and and if you're the kind of person that's going to say the wrong thing we'll figure it out you can't say it anymore but the point is what bill said 10 years ago it's been the wrong thing to say for 40 years right <laughs> it's been the wrong thing to say for 40 years there's no time component here all right uh we're, we're going to move off that topic a little bit we will update you if there's any uh bill peters news as we move along throughout the show hey we want to talk about the oilers they're doing good. We should do that. We will do that. And more, I'll probably ask Speck uh, what he thought of the... Uh... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. Well, it was a blowout. It was a dominating Grey Cup performance by Locked the uh, Bombers. All coming up. Oilers now. Wilkins interest offer. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in this afternoon. It is 12.50. Bob Stoffer traveling with the Oilers today. Reed Wilkins sitting in. I'll also talk to you tonight from 6 to 8 on Inside Sports. We might get Bob to check in from uh, Denver. Kelly Rudy is going to be on the show as well. Mark Spector in studio as he is uh, every Tuesday and some guests on Oilers now get gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse 9990 Jasper Ave. Tell Brendan McGee and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Freshly published on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when was the last time you actually... Well, you got a book coming out. So yeah. That's on paper. That's on paper, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since you had anything in a newspaper. Oh, yeah, I do miss the old newspaper <laughs> landing on the doorstep, for sure. Uh, the uh, headline written by Mark Spector. This, well, about half an hour ago this went up. Assessing Yessi Pugliarvi's options, risks ahead... Sorry, options, comma, risks ahead of our... I'm ruining your article, Spector! I don't write the headline. What, what's anyway. going that's on? That's a clumsy headline. <laughs> Good piece on Pugliarvi out there on sportsnet.ca. Just about, uh, basically, the, what's coming up here is the December 1st deadline. Yes. If he does not have a contract signed in the National Hockey League with somebody, by 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, he cannot play this season. So it's looking very much like, you know, his camp has come out and said, I think we'll play a whole year over here. Uh, Kenny Holland said on the show here yesterday with Bob that, you know, he's had a couple trade talks, but not much going on. Uh, surely Pulleyarvi will not sign with the Oilers. He said he won't anyway. So I think it's, you know what, it's hopefully works for him over there Reed, yeah. for the year. Well, what it, and Holland said yesterday, he's talking to teams. Sure. But, I mean, their GMs are always talking. Well, here's the deal. Okay, so he goes over there. He's playing for Carpat Anulu. He's scoring a bunch of goals. Great. That's a, that league is a low-level league. It's below the AHL. So I've talked to scouts who have watched and are looking, and they go, yeah, great. He's scoring a bunch of goals at a, you know, what level? Below the AHL, maybe better than the East Coast League. Big deal. So, But what's, what he's gambling on, Reed, is that he's going to get to play for the national team. Yeah. He's going to play. He just played for him in the Cariala Cup, and then there's these other tournaments they have, and then of course the big ones, the World Championships. But here's the gamble, right? He played the Cariala Cup. He played three games for the national team. He had one assist, and didn't play well. Talk mm-hmm. to guys who were over there watching him. He didn't look that good. So, what if the World Championships come along? He doesn't make the team. Now what happens? Yeah, exactly. Right, like. Holland is is hoping like crazy the kid makes a team and has a great world championships. He can make a trade. Let's all move on here. Uh, and I think he'll trade him at the draft regardless. But the point is, it's the ball's in Pogliarvi's court. He better make that team in Finland. And Team Finland's not an easy team to make. They're really good. Plus, there's a bunch of NHLers that will come over in May. So if he, can, if he can make the team in May, he can showcase himself. If he's on the sidelines not playing... Nah, that's not the yeah, greatest thing. Yeah, if he's not identified as one of the top 23 Finnish players in the world, and most, if not all of them, are already in the NHL, then, yeah. That's a problem. Well, that, that's, that's a problem so that's for him. the gamble. Yeah, it's it's too bad how it's it's turned out with this player. And I mean, again, this is another topic we've kind of beaten to death, but uh, good up. I'm just kind of reading the article mm-hmm. as we're, we're on air. I'll have, I, I'm going to print it up, though. <laughs> that's I'm going to print it up so you, you feel better about me reading Wrap it around physical. a fish, just <laughs> like we used to with our newsprint. <laughs> that's, that's right. And then take it off and read it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to have uh, Jay Woodcroft coming up at 105. So Speck and I will uh, talk to Jay about the Oilers farm team. They've had a bit of an up-and-down season. Uh, good goaltending performance by Dylan Wells over the weekend, though they uh, they weren't able to get a victory in that game. I think he had 48 saves in a, in a shootout loss. We'll talk more about what Ken Holland said yesterday. We've got a couple minutes here to uh, to talk about uh, the Great Cup. Like, they demolished them. Yeah, Hamilton. That's crazy. You saw that coming, eh? Yeah, nobody saw that coming. There was one guy who writes into Inside Sports. He goes by Cowtown Bob. <laughs> he On Friday, he wrote in Winnipeg 31, Hamilton 13. Okay. He was darn close. Good That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, uh, you know, that's why they play the game, man. Right? That's why they play the game. They couldn't handle the running back, uh, Andrew Harris. And, I mean, that was a Winnipeg's best player was was there to run free on offense. Their best player on defense and maybe the best athlete in the entire league, Jefferson. Yeah. Right? Uh, had a fabulous game on defense. They, the Hamilton offensive line and, and blocker schemes did not handle Jefferson one bit. So that's two strikes against Hamilton. And the third strike is Speedy Banks pulls his hamstring in what? The second quarter? Don't know if it would have mattered. Well, I'm just saying. But I know. He's yeah. their best guy. Right, if they're digging out of the hole, he's got to have the ball all afternoon. He's hurt right away. Boom! That's your recipe for defeat right there. Uh, this texture asks, "Can Pooley come back to Edmonton and play?" Well, he has to sign a contract before yeah, Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon. And he is, with the Oilers. And he, his agent has said on numerous occasions, he doesn't want to that sign. He a contract doesn't, doesn't want, he want to play here. Beer already. We're got another texture says we're going to lose Puliyarvi either way. So do you think Ken Holland can send him to Seattle in the summer and coax them to keep their hands off Caleb Jones or other young players that we can't protect? Whoa! I love how these fans get thinking ahead. Ah, uh, man, if you're Ron Francis and you're sitting there, how again? Like Spec said, if he doesn't accomplish much this year, how bad do you want to take that guy on to do the Oilers a favor? Oh, no one's doing the no one's doing favor, the sure. favor. The, the the key here, the important thing here, is for guys from scouts and gems from other teams to go watch Pulleyarvi play hockey and come away saying, hmm, "There's not a, there's a player there. We can use this guy. We can turn him into something." Right? That hasn't happened yet. Okay, they just had that Cariella Cup, which is a step up from the Finnish, what they call the Liga, mm-hmm. right? The Ulu Karpatulu. It's a step up the national teams. He's great in the Liga. But in the national team, he had one assist in three games. It's only three games. That's okay. But if he doesn't shine at the national team level, Ron Francis and every other GM's over there watching. So they'll make their own assessment, and you can't tell Ron Francis what to think. <laughs> he's going to watch the kid, and he'll tell himself what he's thinking. More with Speck. Jay Woodcroft's going to check in from the farm when we get back. Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.